I'm Deontay Burton, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Hamadou Diallo. Hey, I'm Danilo Gallinari. I'm Chris Paul, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Louis Dort, and I'm down to Dort. What's Dort? I, I'm not going to lie. I don't know what that was. In English, bro. I'm Darius Baisley, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shake Gilders Alexander. I'm Steven Adams. I'm Andre Robinson, and I'm down to dunk. Yeah. On you. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. Before we get to Alex Spears, I do want to remind you guys to go to theathletic.com slash down to dunk to get 40% off your annual subscription to The Athletic. You get everything from Sam Amick and Sham Sharania. You get everything that Eric Horn writes on there. We've done some really great stuff. Talked about the loot door contract and things of that nature on the the site so be sure to check those things out at theathletic.com also go to shopgoodokc.com slash dtd to get your deborah buckets trivia hour shirt they're so so good looking quality shirt really soft comfortable a shirt that you'll want to wear every day so be sure to go get that at again shopgoodokc.com slash dtd and without further ado Alex Spears, what's up? What's up? My uh, sister sent me a text today that she was buying her shop good shirt and yes. she let them know that uh, she was Deborah Bucket's brother <laughs> and was buying the shirt for Deborah Bucket's mom. Yes. And Shop Good said, we're going to throw some Bucket's mom swag in there. Whoa. Which uh, just, you know, made my mom's day. I finally made it. She's proud of me now. <laughs> She's proud of me now. <laughs> uh, it's awesome. Uh, Justin is just the man. If you if you guys go into the shop, and if you've ever met Justin, he's just the greatest guy. You'll always get a smile from him, and he's a, just a brilliant designer too. Uh, it's just it's really funny, like the journey that we've taken to the point where now we have Deborah buckets on a t shirt. Yeah, I, I hope that our shirts continue to get more and more obscure <laughs> until they have no relation to the thunder at all. We have Paul George chicken fried rice. We have Deborah Buckets Trivia Hour. Down to Dort is, although printed in a very limited capacity, is thunder related. Uh, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully we'll have things that are completely unrecognizable and don't even have a basketball on them at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. This one still does have a basketball on it. It does. It does. And honestly, it was such, it was a really fun way to pass the time. And I know that a lot of listeners feel the same way. So uh, huge thanks, Alex, for, for putting that together all these weeks. I know it's a tremendous amount of work. Uh, but I think that a lot of people really appreciated it. Uh, any, any favorite moments from, from hosting? Oh, favorite moments from hosting. I mean, you know, I, I really enjoyed making the trivia, but I didn't think that hard about like how I would handle different situations. So my favorite moments were like when it was a technical error, <laughs> like like Patriots Day or, yeah. <laughs> or some of the other ones where I just kind of had to decide in the moment. Cause I just didn't prepare for that at all. <laughs> and, uh, I knew that I would make one of the two teams mad and, uh, it, it, I mean, it worked out, but it was very funny in the moment. How do you feel about Jay and Taylor feeling like it was rigged? I mean, I, I do feel bad about 
not giving them the board when they should have gotten the board. Um, cause it, who knows, it could have swung it and, and, you know, maybe in a future episode of Deborah Bucket's trivia hour, we'll revisit that. Maybe we'll have John Hamm back. They can, they can try to exact the revenge. I, I will try to be, uh, not make any mistakes and, and they can make up for it. Oh, you know, we can know what we are going to do, obviously what? in the, in the true off season, we'll have to do a bubble version of the Deborah Bucket's trivia hour. A bubble for all all categories somehow related to bubbles. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Everything from the bubble, right? Yeah, I think that. Would yeah, be, if that really happens, <laughs> you're you're skeptical. I'm not skeptical, but uh, I've just accepted that uh, this is going to be like the bizarro world of the NBA. And that this isn't going to really be like real basketball and it's going to be so weird and different. And I just have to accept that. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be like uh, like Bizarro Superman or uh, but that, that episode of Seinfeld where there were the Bizarro characters. Of, yeah. It's, it's, it's not the NBA. This yeah. is something weird. It's different. We're, we're about to hear like just the, this, the stories that are coming out just are not exciting <laughs> or positive in any way and it, and it's the kind of thing where i am taking everyone's side because there's really like there's no right answer here i mean i i think the nba is doing everything they can but i also think they're doing it for money i think it's great that davis bertans is sitting out because it's true that he's going to be a free agent he's had an incredible year and he can make a ton of money but i also think it's fine for evan fournier to subtweet him and be like, why aren't you supporting your team? <laughs> I think it's fine for guys like Kyrie to suggest that uh, we, we shouldn't do this at all because it's taking away uh, attention from Black Lives Matter. I also think it's fine for people like LeBron to feel like they can still support Black Lives Matter and, and he's starting his own organization and still play at the same time. It's like, no, I haven't heard, like, like none of these things are actually bad takes. Like, none of them are bad opinions. I, I there is no right answer right now, so I'm just kind of hanging back and just going to take what we get, even if that means we don't get anything. Like I'm not going to be upset either way. Yeah, yeah. I mean they're they're going to give it a go. I know that the cases keep rising in Orlando and in Orange County in particular, and it's quite horrifying. If you check the numbers today, it is is quite horrifying, and it feels like. Eventually, they're going to have to try to make some kind of deal with Disney, with some of their employees where the NBA pays them more or something happens. Because I think that having this semi-permeable membrane of a bubble is not, is not ideal. And everything else is, looks good. I mean, if you, sh- you should go listen to, listen to the Tampering podcast this week with Sam Amick. He, he talked to a virologist from Columbia University and she even was like, this is, some of it may even be overkill with the measures that they're taking. She said, it's hard to say whether it is or not, because this has never been done before. But she said, you know, how thorough they are is, is it's good. And it's going to give them the best shot to finish the season. But it's, uh, I, it's uncharted waters for sure. And it's, it's hard to say, and no one can say anything definitively about it. I, and I, I do think, or I guess I still think, that 
the real compromise was just bringing 16 teams. I I do think that like having the 22 teams there and having these meaningless eight regular season games in which a lot of these bad teams, a lot of players aren't might not even play significant minutes and might treat it like preseason. Like that part of the cash grab, I I still am not comfortable with. Um, I just don't understand why we couldn't have just done 16 teams. Well, I know why. It's money. Um, there's no yeah. reason why we have to give the Phoenix Suns a real shot. Yeah. I don't even know that you can bet on them to miss the playoffs because it's just a foregone conclusion. I think there's not even odds for them to bet on for them to miss because <laughs> because everyone knows they will. Yeah. <laughs> Which is crazy. It is it is absolutely crazy. Uh let's let's go to uh let's just go down these these news items. Uh there's been a lot in the last 24 hours that that Woj and Shams have dropped. Uh so Woj did announce yesterday that they did finalize terms for the revised CBA for the Orlando restart. Uh, according to ESPN, all the items on Saturday's league memo to the teams are agreed upon and the transaction window started to open, which just means everything that we had, all the players meetings and everything could, could stall this. Could they actually not agree to it? Well, they did end up agreeing to it. And so the transaction window opened, which means that several players have been signed to, to contracts. And I'll go start going through this, this list right now of players that are, that are joining teams and players that, that won't be uh, part of this. And then we can discuss them as we go. So here are the players so far that we know that have decided not to play in Orlando for a variety of reasons. Trevor Reza with the, with the Blazers is going through a custody battle, which is like, okay, I, I get it. That's he, he needs to stay. And it makes sense for him to stay. If you have that much of a family issue going on, yes, you have to take care of that. He's also extremely important to the Blazers, who traded Kent Bazemore at the trade deadline to get him, or I guess it was in January, to get him, thinking that he would help them make a playoff run, and now he's not even going to be there. Uh, I know that the, the where you want to jump to is, okay, now Melo gets all these minutes, but Melo and Ariza don't even play the same position, so it really leaves the Blazers in kind of a bad spot on the wing. Yeah, Nasir Little will have to play a ton of minutes. Yeah. And you, yeah, you don't want that. Even though there would be this strange effect that will be happening in Orlando where these guys aren't really rookies anymore. It almost felt like they already finished their rookie season and now this is kind of their second season because they did have an off season to develop and to kind of process everything that had happened and to work out and do all the things that you would do. Um, but yeah, I think that it's it's a it's a big deal and maybe little comes back and he's a better player but he just wasn't very good for most of the season for the blazers and so yeah they're gonna either have to play small or play somebody that's really not fit to play out there on the wing uh you mentioned davis Bertans already sitting out uh he's not gonna risk an injury i think he's torn his acl on both knees already and so he doesn't want to risk a soft tissue injury because he's about to get paid uh, and then last night, Avery Bradley announced that he was going to sit out. He has a six-year-old son that has a history of respiratory issues. And he says he would love to win a championship with the Lakers, but he plays for his family, ultimately. And so I don't... And like you said earlier, it 
you can't really have an issue with any of this, right? I mean, this is... <laughs> well, actually, I said there were no, uh, you know, really no bad opinions right now, except for Doug Gottlieb. Oh, no. Who who was talking about Avery Bradley last night. And I can't even look it up because I blocked him, but I still get Doug Gottlieb stuff in my timeline somehow because <laughs> people, <laughs> like, make tweets about him. But, yeah, apparently he was uh, giving Avery Bradley a hard time. He tweeted something. Yeah, he did. I, what what's up with Oklahoma State just wanting to be in the news for all the wrong reasons right now? Like I, I just can't handle it. Listen, there's a big, there's always a big market out there, and this is true with any subject to just prov- provide whatever anyone isn't saying because they would never say it. Whatever like the counterintuitive thing to say would be. If you just start tweeting that, if, if anyone just is uh, trying to farm likes and retweets and starting a new Twitter account, just do the opposite of what the conventional wisdom is, and you'll say a bunch of terrible things, but people will talk about you. I think that worked out for, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> never mind, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like this is actually leading in the right direction. <laughs> um, yeah, he said that Bradley made a bad decision. Uh, all right, man. Yeah. It's like, why? Why? What's the point of saying that? I don't know. God. Actually, I know what it is. He got he showed up in my timeline. A blocked person showed up in my timeline because they said something so ridiculous. And so now I still have to think about Doug Gottlieb, and now I'm talking about him. He gets to get some more radio appearances on this Gosh. one on different shows. Great. Cool, man. Not, I mean, that's it's, like, it's really lame. Like, please don't be that guy. Don't do that. <laughs> Kid has if he has a six year old son who has respiratory issues and doesn't want a chance getting COVID. I, I'm sorry. And it wasn't just that; it was like he would have to leave his son at home because I mean, he, right. I, I think you can take other members of your family. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like that. Just it, this isn't going to make sense for some people. Yeah. This is very different from them staying in their homes for the last three months and not going anywhere. Hmm. Yep. Uh, the players that will be joining the bubble. Tyler Johnson finally makes his way to the Nets. First Nets appearance after all these years, after all this time, after all this money. We finally get to see Tyler Johnson in the uh, the black and white and silver of the Brooklyn Nets. Are you pumped? Dude, Sean Marks always gets his guys. That's, that's he true. got Alan Crabb. He did. He got both those guys. Yeah, he did. <laughs> He's, wow. he's kind of like uh, Presty in that way. I feel like when Presty likes someone from the beginning, he will eventually get them. Mm-hmm. I mean, you heard that's, all that's... all draft night. Oh, the Thunder love Victor Oladipo. They'd love to get a hold of Victor Oladipo. You got him. Yeah. Uh, you heard <laughs> for a long time. Hey, if the beat is there, that's right. We're gonna take him, <laughs> and we got him. We got that. We got Hashim. Uh, okay, next one, and this is not. This is not done yet, but it it feels like it should be done. Is J.R. Smith to the Lakers, uh, which is very exciting. A guy that's been out of the league for two years, <laughs> hasn't played meaningful basketball in a long time. But uh, they had to have the Dion Waiters J.R. Smith tandem in in L.A. And now it feels like they will for sure win the championship. I mean, I would put all my money on the Lakers now. <laughs> the the degree of difficulty of what LeBron is about to attempt to do with this cast of characters, like this is all time. 
I mean, Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee, Rajon Rondo, Dion Waiters, J.R. Smith, Alex Caruso. <laughs> it uh, it's truly would be incredible if he won the championship. Kyle Kuzma. Kuz. Markeith Morris. Oh, Keith. I forgot about Keith. Yeah. It is an unbelievable cast of characters. You have LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Danny Green. And it's like, okay, those those are your solid championship level guys. And like you have KCP, Kuzma, all the guys you mentioned. <laughs> wow. It's just crazy to compare it to a team like Milwaukee, where just like every little piece seems to fit perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like the personalities seem to be meshing perfectly. And I, you know, you can't say it's a bad thing for the Lakers. Obviously, they're the second best team in the league this season. Um, but it's, I guess, it's just more impressive. <laughs> I'm more impressed by what the Lakers have done this season. <laughs> I, I, I do think that the Lakers will win the title this year. Legitimately, that, I mean, do. <laughs> anything is going to be funny. Um, like even if the Clippers win. Uh, that that will be funny to me because they're actually going to get out of the issue where they don't have any fans to come to their parade because they won't have to have a parade. <laughs> right. Um, I guess I would feel best if Milwaukee did just because, you know, I, I've, I have a little I still have a little bit of solidarity with small markets and I mm-hmm. really don't want Giannis to leave. Yep. Um, but it's been interesting. You know, uh, Ethan Sherwood Strauss, he uh, posted an article Suggesting that maybe the Thunder were a good bet, just just in terms of value, because I think they were a hundred to one odds yep. to win, and and he thought that was a pretty good bet. So who knows? I would love for a random team to do it. The Thunder would be very 2011 Mavs, you know, all these guys kind of coming together that hadn't really done it in the league before, uh, with Chris Paul and Stephen Adams and Gallinari and. All these kind of random guys, Dennis Schroeder as your kind of Jason Terry player. Uh, the problem is the league is just so much better than it was in 2011. I, I don't think this team is that far off from what the Mavs were in 11. I think the Mavs were probably a little bit better, but they're not that far off from where they were. It's just the talent level in the league is just is a lot better. I mean, a lot better. The difference is, though, the balancing force is that we could have a ton of players that just have to sit out during this process mm-hmm. because of positive test results. So yep. who, some, some team is going to benefit significantly from this mm-hmm. and we don't know what team it's going to be yet. And it could be in the East. It could be in the West. It could be both, but there will be some random team who significantly benefits yep. in the same way that teams benefit every year. I was, just, I was thinking, uh, I was listening. I think it was the Simmons. They were doing the redraft. And he took Al Horford, Ryan Russillo took Al Horford over uh, Mark Gasol, which I didn't agree with. I probably would go with Mark Gasol. But I was thinking, but they were talking about how he's only made one Western Conference final. And I was thinking back to that. And it was only because Russ got hurt in that first round series. And then Mm -hmm. that second round series, we were relying on Reggie Jackson. So like these guys, uh, legacies are often built upon these random freak occurrences. Mm hmm. And so it happens in normal years, and it'll probably be magnified this year. Yeah. Yeah, it is it it is going to be pretty wild. Although, I mean, like, you look at last year's playoffs, and the Warriors were just decimated in the finals to where they just didn't even have a chance because of injury. And, you know, that wasn't thought of as an asterisk. And I, and I think that most people agree 
that this will be a very difficult championship to win and that it it won't be seen as like a small achievement. I think it will be seen as a big achievement to to get through this. It, it will certainly be set apart because it will be so different, but I don't necessarily think it'll truly be negative unless unless like the Lakers and the Bucks are knocked out because they all have COVID. And it's like, okay, they have to go because yeah. they all have it. And now it, you have like a Thunder Sixers finals. And it's like, okay, this feels very weird. <laughs> very awesome. Uh, okay. Uh, Anthony Tolliver joining the Grizzlies. Ugh, you we, still, had, we had our shot. You still can't get your man, Alex. I know. We have, he has been teasing me. You know, He's been <laughs> available. He's been out there multiple times over the past couple seasons. But we just can't seal the deal. How do you feel about the Thunder going into the playoffs with only Baisley as their backup four? Not good. Yeah. <laughs> I would just, why not? Just sign someone else. Do we need everyone on our roster? Because they would have to, are they at 15? Or I guess you can, uh, John Hamm tweeted out something that if they sign Dort, they can also then add another two-way guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know any two-way guys off the top of my head. You got any uh, blue players on your radar? <laughs> yeah, let me get out my Excel sheet um, <laughs> of all the two-way guys I like. And they should sign Matt. I think they should sign Matt. <laughs> Matt. Yeah, no last name. Okay. I, I just, uh, I, I, would like, I would like something. I would like another backup big, <laughs> which, speaking of backup bigs, this guy isn't a backup four, but... He's going to be available, Andrew. Who's that? You know, Isaiah Hartenstein. Oh, yeah. I'm all on board. Let's do it. Why not? Why not is the exact question I'm asking myself right now. Why not? Who cares? Do it. Sign him now. Bring him on. You know, our Rockets fans would be livid if the Thunder got a hold of him. They would be. They talked so much about that guy. And and to their credit, I mean, if you go look at the replies to a lot of these announcements, uh, Rockets fans aren't exactly happy uh, that Isaiah Hartenstein is gone. Yeah, they shouldn't be happy. Who's, who's and, the, what, what big men do they have on their team now? Tyson Chandler. Yeah. That's it. Yep. It would have been Born like the Thunder like relying on Nazi Muhammad back in the day. Be like, okay, our only big guy is Nazi Muhammad. Well, when you only require leadership qualities from your backup center and do not expect them to ever take the floor, maybe it can work out because I don't know if I mean, I, I they really have nothing to throw at like a true center, which I respect. You know, they're going all in. Yeah. Um, and maybe, hey, maybe Nikola Jokic has gotten so skinny. It doesn't matter anymore. Maybe you can guard him with, with a smaller guy. Yeah. Because he's so skinny now. <laughs> uh oh what about bringing in leangelo ball as your second two-way guy no 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 i thought no. you were going with leandro barbosa and i was actually more excited about that <laughs> barbosa i yeah. mean they may just bring devin hall up uh, yeah you'd be super pumped would you be or uh you wouldn't you wouldn't be at least a little bit excited to see leangelo ball sitting on the nope. bench Okay. No, honestly, not at all. Uh, John Hollinger did an article on The Athletic about like 20 guys that yep. someone could sign. Yep. Uh, Gerald Green, I thought, was an interesting one. Yeah. I, I don't know the status of his injury, but it's been a while. 
Um, so I was I was into that one, and that was about it. You into Alan Crabb? Uh, yeah. I mean, if they picked up someone like Alan Crabb, why is he not in this list? He doesn't. Uh, he should be. Um, Amon Shumpert. What about Shump? You want Shump? Yeah, sure. Shump will be on a team, right? I, I would, I w- yeah. I, w- I mean, honestly, I would take any of these wing guys just yeah. to have another body there. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we're expecting them to play a ton. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's see. Uh, Joe Kim Noah finally signs with the the Clippers long term. Been on this. He and Tolliver have been on ten day contracts ever since the pandemic hit. Uh, David Nwaba. It's the it's their second chance at Robert Covington, right? Signed him to a two year deal. David Nwaba played for the Nets this year, tore his Achilles in December. He is not going to be playing in the bubble, so they're paying him to rehab. And then if they are somehow rewarded with him making you know a full recovery and being whatever he was before which of course was still at that point kind of a minimum contract guy, they get him for a minimum contract. So what a deal. <laughs> That's such a weird move. It is. I mean, apparently his his defense uh, had gotten pretty good at that point. He was shooting well from three, but he's only taken like one a game. Yeah. So I'm not going to get too excited about that. Uh, yeah, I, th- I thought it was kind of a, a weird decision, but... Also because it kind of locks in this idea of the small ball. I mean, if Maury leaves this summer and they bring in a new GM who has different ideas about this team should play, they're going to have a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I don't understand. Like You could have Hartenstein, Hartenstein, Steinstein. I, sometimes I do Stein. <laughs> Hartenstein. <laughs> I, I just don't understand the risk reward there. And... I, I mean, you already have. You've got, you've got wings. You've got guys that can play all over the floor. I don't, I don't understand the, the, especially signing a fringe NBA player who just tore his Achilles to a contract just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I mean, I think from Rockets' perspective, the idea is that when he was with the Nets, he played like a quarter of his minutes at power forward. Yeah. So maybe he could be the potential backup for, which they do desperately need like someone to back up uh, PJ Tucker. Jeff Green? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's their guy. Maybe, uh, yeah. So I guess this is Jeff Green insurance. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Green insurance. <laughs> oh, that sounds really sad. Uh, you interested in bringing campaign back to the Thunder? No, and I saw <laughs> I saw John Hollinger mention him. Yeah, he's on there. And uh, I was like, hey, a name I recognize. Yep. Bender? You a big Dragon Bender guy? Uh, actually, I was. I think I made a comment that I <laughs> thought the Bucks because didn't we do a deal at the beginning of the year? Like, who is uh, older than Dragon Bender that you wouldn't think? Yeah. I, like, I think Brandon Clark is older than Dragon Bender. He is 100% older. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, absolutely. Uh, Jordan I love Bell, young guys. Jordan Bell, Bellman. Jordan Bell didn't know he was still in the league. Yeah. Well, no, I mean he's not in the league, but. But was he recently he, in the league? Free agent. Yeah, he played. Oh, he was waived by Memphis. Okay. He was the guy that didn't tuck his jersey in for the 
for the Minnesota Timberwolves that Chris Paul tattled on. Wow, that's a good trivia question. Mm -hmm. I'm going to remember that for a decade from now. Yep. (laughs) I would be more interested in Jordan Bell than Bender. I'm, I'm out. I'm out on Bender. I just don't. I, don't, I mean, the guy has been given many, many chances with, with good franchises, nonetheless. I mean, he was on the Warriors this year, and the Warriors were like, yeah, no thanks. Like, that was it for me. Like, if the Warriors say no. <laughs> that was the final straw. Yeah, that's a good franchise that has a really good head coach, that has a really good staff. Like, they've got yeah. a really great coaching staff there. And if he had anything in him that was going to say that he's going to be an NBA rotation player, I think they keep him, right? Uh, but if we are the ones to develop him, then we could shove it in the Warriors' faces. Huh? How about that? <laughs> yeah, it's funny. There's two former Warriors on here in Jordan Bell and Bender that are both just gone. Bell was traded away, though, to his credit. I, I still yeah. kind of like Jordan Bell. It is funny thinking about how all of those Warriors picks, it was always seen as like a huge deal at the on draft night. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe they got him. <laughs> Who was the other one, the guy that played for the Raptors? Um, What's that guy's name? Oh, um, Mick something. Yes, a Mick something. <laughs> this is really sad. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> call in right now and tell us. <laughs> you play more than number zero. Yeah, in my head, I'm saying KJ McDaniels over and over, and I know that's not you, who it you've is. You've got to stop saying that. Patrick McCaw. McCaw. Yeah. See? McCaw. Yeah. I remember after his rookie year, it was like, how did they get McCaw? Yeah. How did they do this? They've done it again. And then he's gone. And it was the same story with Jordan Bell after year one. It was like, Jordan Bell, I think he's going to be the starting center for them next year. And then he's just, he's toast. So. Turns out playing with good players is helpful to uh, fringe NBA guys. Is, yeah, Kavon Looney definitely got that treatment, and he definitely he had some moments. Yeah, he got um, paid. But injuries yeah, have been an issue. And then Damian Jones, I remember him being oh Damian Jones. Oh yeah, nice undervalued pick. Yep. Jacob Evans not the same. I don't feel like he got that, is that treatment. Is this what's happening with Caruso right now? What? All the hype. Oh, just, just when good teams. Have have players that are bad that can players. do can do some things. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, McCaw could do some things, and everybody's like, "Oh, this guy, this this might be he may be the best player on the Warriors in three years. Who knows? I mean, who oh knows? yeah. If if the world was fair, Bleacher Report would be doing Dort tweets all the time. We know yeah, it. Yeah, come on. He's got a great name. He's got great highlights, dude. If Dort what was on, if Dort was on the Lakers, oh. Like, he looks cool. He's built like a tank. Yeah. He's got a great first name and last name. I could, you know, I, I really can't do this now because he's on the Thunder, but if he played for the Lakers, I could make a career out of out of just being the Dort guy. Dort content? Yeah. I mean, the, yeah, he, it's, it's, he can dunk. He can play in transition. He's made threes. He's done all these things. I mean, this, this could be, he could be the guy. But instead, it's Alex Caruso, who I can't remember who it was. Somebody tweeted last night, and I saw it, and I was like, Alex Caruso has now become one of the most important players in the NBA. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Cool sentence, everybody. 
That's good. Uh, Tyler Zeller playing for the Spurs. Just feels right, doesn't it? Feels very right. Like uh, it's kind of like the next uh, Rasho Nesterovich or the next <laughs> Tiago Splitter. Yeah. Except for he'll be on their team for a hot minute and then be gone. Yeah, they're probably just going to run him into the ground. Because if, <laughs> if any team is not going to take this seriously, I feel like it'll be the Spurs. I know. I and mean, they I, already, LMA is already out. So he's it's like, out. Point. He's out. They're going to give Tyler Zeller 20 shots a game. And Let's do you really want to risk got. DeJounte Murray getting injured again? Like, I know. That contract, that contract that looked like a steal already doesn't look too great. They should let DeMar play as much as he wants because, oh, wait, he has one year left. Yeah, he has an option this summer. Oh. Well. <laughs> well. <laughs> well, that's risky. <laughs> I know. I don't I don't love that. Uh Theo Pinson, waved by the Nets. Uh Franklin didn't know he was a guy, but uh now aware of his name. Second favorite Theo. <laughs> Who's your? Theo Ratliff. Theo Ratliff, yeah, man. Yeah, was Theo great. Ratliff was good. Man, I'm still just a little bit blown away by the Hartenstein thing. Just a little bit blown away because he's such like a Rockets Twitter, Rockets Reddit guy. Where well, you look not at only that. the, the two man on off with James Harden is the best on the team, like little things like that that you just can latch on to. So I, I'm I'm going basketball reference right now because I want to confirm this, but my memory, if my memory serves me right. He was whoa, like, whoa, 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 what breaking what? news from Mark Stein. The Thunder have signed Lugans Dort to a multi-year oh, contract. Speak of the Dort. Breaking the news. We are all down to Dort. Breaking news on the pod. Wow. How exciting. Wow. Is there an extra E in Lugans? Yes. Yeah, he definitely this? misspelled it. <laughs> But that's okay. Yeah, the the extra E is, should not be there. Oh Our man, Cunningham was smart to just go with LU. Just do. Well. Yeah, you're not positive. Wow, a multi-year contract that means more than one, so at least two. Oh man, this is great. Uh, uh, it was inevitable, and here we are. Uh, it's just great. It's just great that we get to do this on the pod. Live reaction. It feels it feels good. I feel vindicated. I'm actually wearing my down to Dort shirt right now. So uh, really? it's good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. I can't believe we we're just talking about him. Wow. This is so magical. This is. This was, <laughs> was perfect timing. <laughs> I think we should stay on until we get the details. Yeah. Oh yeah. We can. We can. We can burn some time. In, until, uh, until we. What get I was going to say about Hartenstein though is I believe, and I'm looking at it. Now, basketball reference, when you look at uh, guys that a team has drafted, it doesn't necessarily have the guys they traded for on draft night, which is always confusing. Yeah. But I think now with him gone, they don't have any draft picks on their team. Is that correct? Any guys who are actually drafted by Daryl Morey? Oh, that's a great question. Because who would it be? Because they traded, obviously he drafted Clint Capella, who they traded. Gone. And Isaiah Hartstein, DeAnthony Melton traded. Gone. So who who else could it be? Is there anyone? I think and I think you're right. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. <laughs> to have no players. I'm going through these names real quick. 
Uh, Daniel House, he was undrafted. Chris Clemens? Chris Clemens. Mm, he sounds undrafted, but I don't know for sure. I think that might be true. Wow. <laughs> that's kind of wild. And I wonder if that's if there's any other team that could say that. Yeah, I I don't know. They definitely didn't draft Amari Carroll, who I forget is on their yeah. team. No, Chris Clemens was signed to an Exhibit 10 contract, so I don't think they have any Maury draft picks on their team. Wow. Amazing. Which, I mean, and, and Rockets fans have talked about this. So there's like, whenever this ends, it's going to be a hard ending. It's going to, <laughs> to crash fast because there's no, there's nothing in the pipeline. No, no. There's, there's nothing. nothing in the pipeline. They have seven guys that have played in the league for 10 or more years. Yes. And somehow one of those is not PJ Tucker. I was going to say. feels like the oldest guy. Who was, was in Europe for two years. So uh, is yeah. one of those guys, but also isn't one of those guys. Uh, the Thunder press release. I just opened my email to see their press release. Would you like me to read it to you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. There's a lot of nothing in here. So maybe I won't read it. <laughs> Uh, it, like this is funny. The Montreal Canada native scored a career best twenty three points on January 29th That's at Sacramento after shooting five yes, of six from yes. beyond the arc, and became yes. just the fourth Thunder rookie to knock down five or more threes in a single game. Additionally, Dort registered the second best shooting night by a Thunder rookie on February twenty third versus San Antonio when he went a perfect six of six from the field en route to fifteen points during the Thunder's victory versus what the Spurs. A memory. Yeah. All it says is the Oklahoma City Thunder signed guard Lugan Stort to a multi year contract. It was announced today by Executive Vice President and General Manager Sam Presti. Per team policy, terms of the agreement were not released. So there we go. I mean, uh, that's pretty awesome because obviously we like Dort a lot. But when, you know, earlier in the year we were talking about tanking. Uh, and then we had to put that on hold because the team was so good. Yeah. We were talking about how, like, their young assets, you know, beyond Shea, it's pretty bleak. And yeah. uh, Sam Bassini did, uh, has a new article out ranking all of e- or each team's rookie scale players. Mm-hmm. And one of the teams he said in his update that had made the biggest jump for him was the Thunder. Mm-hmm. And the reason being was largely that. Baisley turned out to be something like the fact that he was just able to play regular NBA minutes and then finding Lou Dort. So locking in a guy like that, a young guy who you're thinking is going to be here in two or three years when the next Thunder team is potentially good, Mm -hmm. maybe more three, four years. um, That's that's a huge deal. So I'm just I'm very excited about that. Yeah. And a guy that they think is actually good. And is really young too, because they've got like yeah. you got like the fake young guys in Burton and Nader, who are both twenty six. They're fake, uh, <laughs> but you fake have young. They does they don't don't they feel like fake young guys? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you just asked me, I would guess like twenty three, twenty four. Yeah. No, they, I mean it's just because they haven't been in the league very long. They played uh, a lot, a lot of time in college, and then Burton obviously went and played overseas for a year. Uh, but yeah, to have young guys in Dort and Baisley and Shea, and then you have the, I mean, Diallo's still kind of a wild card, I guess, as to what he could be 
you've always had this feeling with Hami that there was like not a huge belief from the Thunder that he'd be any good. Because he had that stretch his rookie season where he was playing really well. And you'd ask Billy Donovan about it and he'd be like, yeah, no one really knows anything about him yet, do they? I mean, like give answers like that where it would be like, yeah, I, I feel like he's going to come crashing down is, is kind of the message that you got from him. And everybody's like, what? Like, people haven't figured him out yet. They'll figure him out. They'll, he'll get in the scouting report and everybody will figure him out. And, you know, you don't hear the same things about Dort. You, you really don't hear the same things about Ferg. I think Ferg is a really interesting guy because I even feel a little bit like I've moved on from him some, and I know that a lot of Thunder fans have, but the truth about Ferg is that he has had, just on the human level, an incredibly difficult year. And to ask somebody that has had that difficult of a year to also then be at the peak of your powers as an NBA player, I think it's a tough ask. And so... I'm not completely out on Ferg. I'm gonna I like have the, the door cracked open for Ferg because I think that he could still prove to be a good NBA player. But he on in Sam Vicini, his piece, you should go read it at the Athletic. Uh go to the athletic.com slash down to dunk to get forty percent off. But uh you should go read it because he has Ferguson second. It's Shea and then it's Ferguson. And I'm not sure that anybody that watches the Thunder on a nightly basis would do the same thing would give the same young player ranking, but it's at least something to consider from somebody that has a different eye on the team that obviously Sam Vecini can't watch every Thunder game, but he's still somebody that believes in Terrence Ferguson. And when you're reading the article, before you get to the Thunder part, you should scroll all the way to the bottom first so that you can look at the Rockets being ranked 30th. (laughs) I was just going through their roster. Did you know that... uh, Chris Clemens, he's 22. He's the youngest player on their roster at 22. Wow. The next youngest is Bruno Caboclo. Is he still on the team? Did they wait for him? uh, I don't know. But so maybe even not. And then after that, like Daniel House is already 27. Ben McLemore is 27. Daniel House, fake young guy. Yes, he is fake young guy. Definitely for sure. Uh, so it's just, they have to be the oldest team in the league now if they weren't before. Yeah. Well, Hardenstein was their only real young player to develop. He's 21 years old. Yeah. Now he's gone. Wow. They just want old guys. Come on, Isaiah. We'll appreciate you here in OKC. Bring him in here. Bring him, give him the, give him the two way spot and then you can sign him this summer. Yeah. Why not? He had a, he had one big game. I remember it. <laughs> Scored like 25 and something. <laughs> oh, let me see if we can find that game. We've uh, got I'm, some... I'm, I'm on it right now. Oh, against no, the Pelicans. 19 points, 4 assists, 9 boards. The next night against Denver, against Jokic, he was a plus 26 in a win. This is in 18 minutes. He scored 16 points, 12 boards. A few nights later against Minnesota, plus 30, 17 and 15 with 5 blocks. Clowning towns, man. Just clowning him. Does it, we just read you three games. Yeah. That's and enough. you're like, oh, that's only three games. That's not very much. But guess what? He only played 23. Yeah. You do the math. He was truly awful against Oklahoma City when they played in, <laughs> in OKC. Remember, that's when Chris Paul 
cooked him. He had him out on an island, and Chris Paul just like did a move, went right by him, and that's when he like did the move where he was like, "Okay, I'm done. I'm out of here." And he was like waving him away, like waving the game away. He was like, "Yeah, okay, I'm done. Listen, <laughs> this is over." Isaiah was just nervous because he he knew that he was kind of showcasing for his future team. It's it's true. <laughs> He's just trying to do really well. God, I, I, why won't they just tell us? I I don't like multi year. I bet it'll be. Years. I bet it will be very, very similar to the Deontay Burton contract. Would be my guess. Really? Yeah. W- what is his? Is his a two plus one with a team option? Uh, yes, it was. He has a team option. Deontay has a team option next year for one point six million, which I, I would guess that they will not exercise that option. Yeah. But, but it was three years at like one and a one and a half million. So I bet, it, I bet it'll be about that, which is a great deal. I mean, and here's the deal that you just, I'm a big door believer for sure. And I think that because he is young and was highly ranked out of high school, that he has a better shot, but you have to remember how excited people were for Hamadou Diallo, how excited people were for even Terrence Ferguson, how excited people were for Deontay Burton, namely me. And so once guys get on the scattering report, especially if you can't shoot, which is really the whole key. If Dort can learn how to shoot the ball, the dude is going to be a really, really good player. If not, he does have things that these other guys don't. Like he has an aggressiveness that these other players don't have. Um, and aggressive in a way like Hami's aggressive, but he's aggressive in the most out of control way possible for an NBA player. Lou's not reckless. As, as Hami is. And Hami can somehow make great things happen out of his recklessness. But Luzel is different. He's a little different. He's a better decision maker than the guys that I had mentioned. So I think that he's got a leg up on those guys. But honestly, like we just need to see more. And we, we've, seen, yeah. we've seen guys get a shot and then you can flame out pretty quick. Just because if you're not on the scattering report, if guys don't know who you are, you're able to go and, and be free a little bit. But once they start locking you up, once these teams get a chance to figure out, okay, yeah, this guy doesn't do this. He can't do that. You got to stick on his hip on when he's going this way. Here's how you could defend the pick and roll. Then and it's all over. And so you, can he overcome that next wave, which is how guys become, they stick in the league. You know, like Daniel House had to do that for the Rockets. You know, even Terrence Ferguson had to do that for the Thunder in order to start for as long as he did. And so can... Can he do that is is the question for Lou. And I think the big thing for me is actually offensively, because you compare him to the other young guys on the team, and we'll include the the fake young guys in that. Yeah. Outside of Shea, like who is a better ball handler than Lou Dort? Yeah, I don't know that there is one. Because I think of all those other guys, <laughs> and it, it's not even that I'm saying like Lou Dort's the greatest ball handler. So the other guys are so bad. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking about Nader drives. I'm thinking about Burton drives. I'm thinking about <laughs> Ferguson drives. I'm thinking about Tommy drives. <laughs> Just having nightmares about all of them. Whereas Dort, when he has the ball, like you're not that worried. You feel like he's going to figure out what to do with it, even if we don't believe the shot, even if we think that's going to take a long time. He can be a functional cog in an offense that is not just stand in the corner and shoot corner threes. Yeah. Or even, I, or even just like be a cutter. Like he can do other things. Yes. He, he And he still thinks of himself as a point guard in his head. I do too. Me too. <laughs> he, said, he said that when we I went to that. interview him at the Blue Practice Facility. He said that. So, which is, which is good. I mean, he's, 
And and he's also a phenomenal defender that has really good size. I mean, for his position, he's got great size. He's really quick. And he did a really good job defending. And so that's that's where I think that he can stick. And Deontay has done a good job as a defender, but offensively, you just have he's just such a mixed bag. You just have no clue what you're going to get on that end. And he is he's prone to making poor decisions. And you didn't see the that same thing from from Dort. Even though like Deontay and Dort aren't that theoretically aren't that far away uh, from each other as players go, but he's six years older. He's had a lot of time to develop and still is not the greatest decision maker where Dort is a better decision maker and still has a lot of runway left for his NBA career. So huge deal for Dort, huge deal for the Thunder uh, to get huge him deal solidified. For us, personally, <laughs> personally, it's it's a really good thing for me, for me <laughs> and for our pod. Uh, we're, we're all down to Dort today. Uh, let's see. I really see. wish you could. Mm-hmm. Is, has anyone ever done like a an athlete stock market? Because I see, would like to invest. I like I. I wish it could pay off in some way that we like yeah. really invested in Lou Dort and we believed in him this whole time. And obviously, it's great that he did it. But I, I want people to know that you were there, Andrew. I want them to remember <laughs> for all of time that you've been there from the beginning. I know. I think then, Arian Foster actually did like a stock thing once. See, I had I kind of had this idea, but not not in this way. But I had it with the if players were given if every player was mic'd up in the bubble. I, we, I did a podcast with Fred Katz, who does his wizard show, uh, which you should check out. I'm going to start joining Fred on a weekly basis on that. And then um, the Celtics show, we did a crossover pod where we were just talking about crazy ideas for the bubble. And one of my ideas was. Every player is mic'd up and you pay a certain price for each player. And so like Russell Westbrook for like a one game night, it costs like a hundred bucks. If you want to get Abdul Nader, it's like 99 cents and you can listen to them mic'd up during the game. And so, but as this moves forward, maybe Russ is not a guy that's good mic'd up. Maybe all he does is scream and you don't want to hear it. So his stock drops down to like $45. Maybe Lou Dort Ooh. becomes one of the best guys because he is he's talking smack to everybody and everybody wants to hear it. He rises from an eighty-five center all the way up to like twenty-five bucks. Oh, that's a that's a penny stock going to the moon. Exactly. I know about that. <laughs> <laughs> know about that. So, it, but it would be interesting to see, and and they kind of do. You kind of get that through contracts with players, obviously. Um, but yeah, I you think should, it, it would be very interesting. You should be able to make prop bets on future players' contracts. Ooh, yeah. Maybe that's the way to do it. Or you could personally invest your own money when you believe in someone so much, you know they're going to be successful, you know the team is going to have to give them a deal because they're so good. Okay, so in three years... Sports, oh, so no, gambling, in, sports betting will be legal. That's probably. right. In, let's say in five years... Who has the bigger contract of these players? Lou Dort, Terrence Ferguson, or Darius Baisley? Ooh. Wow. Because I think, here's, here's the thing about Ferg, is I think that Ferg will get another deal just because he is viewed as a 3 and D type player. Right? right. Everybody keeps saying that. 
uh, even though he shot 29% from three this year, people keep saying that about him. Oh, he's a three and D player. He did. He is a career 34% from three. So you can, you can hang your hat on that, that he's a really good defender, a good team defender. And once some of these personal issues are in the past, maybe he does become a really good player again. Not a really good player, a comp, a, a good player in the league. So I think that he'll get another deal just because of that. Yeah, I mean, if I could get good odds, I would choose Baisley. Okay, just just because his his stock has to be like relatively low right now. Yeah, I mean, no, no, he's just so young. It's like no one's even thinking about his second contract right now. Mm-hmm. And, but he has he has the most potential out of those three. Yeah, yeah, he at just, least theoretically just just turned twenty. Yeah, I mean, just the the type of player that he is. He's six foot eight. He's got really good length. He's got good defensive instincts. Uh, yeah, I think that. And if he can get it together, where he can, if he could just shoot the ball well, because he can handle and he can deci- he can make decisions with the basketball. And he's really young and he's a, just a good person too, which which helps that you know that he's probably not a guy that's going to have a lot of off the court problems. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't disagree. And a, a forward that is versatile, that if he can hit 33% of his threes, you know, he'll be great. See, the, and the only thing to me, if you're betting Dort, is that you're betting that he can become a three-point shooter. Because that's the, that's the only thing that's missing. If you're six foot four in the NBA and you can't hit threes, that's a problem. It's just a problem. You have to be, I mean, even Marcus Smart has improved enough, but earlier in his career, he just stayed on the court because he was just a winning player that played hard every possession that was a difference maker on defense that could be a secondary ball handler and passer. And Dort has all those skills too, but probably not to the degree of a Marcus Smart. And so if he could also pair that with a three-point shot, I would, if you told me that for the next two years, Lou's going to shoot 35% from three, I'd pick Lou as the guy that will have the biggest contract. Uh, just because you, you can't find guys that can shoot threes, that can play that kind of defense, that's a team player like he is, that can handle and pass. I mean, he's got a lot of skills, but honestly, the glue that'll put it all together for him is his shot. And that's that's it. And his shot in college was bad enough to where you still have to question it even though he did tighten it up in the NBA and did shoot the ball a little bit better than... I mean, I didn't think he'd be at 30%. I mean, that's almost a, feels like a miracle if you watched some of his pre-draft stuff. Yeah. Um, and he shot 77% from the line, which which is extremely encouraging. Only on 36 attempts. Um, but still. And the fact that he got 36 attempts and what do you play, 29 games? That's not a ton, but it's not like Demonis Sabonis level where he was not ever going to the free throw line. He's he's playing with some aggression in his minutes played. So uh, he's got a shot, and he will have a shot because he is officially a member of the Thunder. And, I, I mean, just think about, I mean, it, it was probably a pretty stressful time for Lou because he was supposed to get paid, right, heading, right. In, heading into all this. And then it doesn't happen. And then we don't know if basketball is coming back. So congrats to Lou. It's a, it's a huge deal for him. It's been a dream of his 
that he's been fighting pretty hard for it to come true. And it probably, I mean, he gets through halfway through his year at Arizona State and you think, oh, great, I'm a first round pick. I've got it made. And then he's got to fight really hard to get there. But, yeah, he landed on the right team because there's not, there aren't many teams he would start on. I'll tell you that. And so he landed on the right team and it was good timing for him. So, uh, is it possible that he could eventually play for the Canadian national team? Oh yeah, he yeah he and Shay, because Shay is Shay's locked in, right? Yeah, Shay's gonna play. Well, they need to they need to get on this Dort train, dude. They do need to get on the Dort train. He'd play for them. <laughs> I mean, right? <laughs> who, who who else? Uh, who, I mean, who's, no. gonna, who's gonna keep him off like a twelve or 15, keep him off of a fifteen man roster? Oh, I I completely agree. I'm not disagreeing with it, but I think that needs to be our... Obviously, we've already done so much to get Dort a contract. This is true. This is true. So now we need to get him on the Canadian men's national basketball team. (laughs) We've got to make this happen. Hey, I'm glad that we didn't record this this morning. I know. It would have been such a buzzkill not to get the Dort contract on the pod. No one would have listened to it. I know. It would have been worthless. It would have been such a worthless, worthless show. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Make sure you go to shopgoodokc.com slash DTD to get your Deborah Buckets Trivia Hour shirt. Uh, the website is really funny. It's, it says 12 epic weeks, four fearless competitors, a plane, a train, and several miscellaneous vehicles, one Debbie. <laughs> and then it says on the back. So on the front of it, it's a yellow shirt that says Deborah Buckets Trivia Trivia Hour. Uh, really good looking shirt. And on the back, it says Ride the L Train, which is just great. So go check that out. Uh, please buy those to to support our show, to support Shop Good and their efforts. Uh, just great people there and a really good organization to support in them. So uh, Alex, thanks for coming on the show. Make sure you're following Alex on Twitter at AlBabyCakes. You can follow me on Twitter at Andrew K. Schlecht. Make sure you go to The Athletic for all your NBA news. Again, get 40% off a subscription when you go to theathletic.com slash down to dunk. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you guys again on Friday.